Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, a podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a good episode today. Well, you know what? Actually, this is the Thanksgiving episode, isn't it? Uh, what? I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up on Thursday. We released this on Wednesday. Oh, that holiday. I, j- I just call it Turkey Day. Turkey Day. Same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because the holiday was founded on, you know, the pilgrims giving the Indians a virus that killed them off. And we're in the middle of COVID. And we're going to give virus to a lot of family members that can get <laughs> killed off, honestly. Are you? No, I'm just saying in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but half of my family is actually in quarantine from COVID right now. Oh, shit. My brother-in-laws, my sister, all of them, they've been quarantined since the beginning of the month, really. Oh, damn. Yeah, man. So they, one of them got it. Two week quarantine, then the next one got it, then the next one got it. So <laughs> <laughs> they're just spreading over there, man. It's the domino effect, basically. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they live in the same household. So, and we were going to all have uh, Thanksgiving over there. Aren't you glad you aren't? Well, I mean, now we're not. So, <laughs> so I think we're just going to end up doing like a small, just me and uh, me and the wifey here at the house. Yeah, that's our plan, honestly. Just you guys? Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, our family, everybody, well, a lot of people in our family want to do Thanksgiving or just like host parties or get, get togethers or reunions at our place and everything. Yeah. And it got to a point where just like getting tired of like always us having to worry about cleaning, preparing the house, food, the expense, the drinks. So we just, the cleaning in itself, man. Oh yeah, definitely. And so it just got to a point where we just don't say anything we don't plan anything we just have ourselves our dinner and if anybody in our family or friends that want to come over they just invite themselves and the majority of the time they always bring and offer food so kind of helps us with less of the preparation if anybody wants to come it's just more of like you hear that listeners open invitation to manny's house as long as you bring food (laughs) Well, I mean, that's For an open, me. yeah, I mean, that's an invitation to my house if you're bringing food. All right, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, I mean, we do that with almost every holiday now that has to do with family gatherings. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, you guys are keeping it small too, I guess. Mm-hmm. There you go. I guess that's. Uh, I mean, it's something. I guess. Mm-hmm. Really, it's all kind of throwing a big old monkey wrench into the whole holidays. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Because I don't know about you, there's a lot of family that, you know, some of them come from like Mexico only for the holidays, like Mm -hmm. my grandma and stuff, and then they take off, so. Yeah, definitely. It kind of throws a damper into that, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Just got to adapt and keep going. I know I don't want to catch it and end up having to sit at home. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you want to work from home? I mean, I do, but if I'm sick, then I can't really work. That is true. Right? I'm hoping somebody else in my office... I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping somebody else in my office gets it, and then, you know, then the higher-ups can just send us back home. (laughs) Okay, okay. Then that works out in my favor. I wish I could get some home, too. You work at home, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all right. Well, while we're at it, before we start the headlines, what are you thankful for? I'm going to do that whole cliche shit right now. Really? Yeah, I'd do it. It's too late. It's already out there. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This, I mean, yeah, I can, it can pretty much go on account with everybody and everything. But 2020 has been a very wild ride for everybody. 
But for me personally, I've had a lot of opportunities to just work on myself, focus on myself, and just been planning. I mean, got the Mustang, doing big updates now with my cars and everything like the El Camino, the Toyota pickup, and just quite a lot of ventures now that I've done throughout this year, even though regardless, this year has been very crazy. So I'm kind of thankful that opportunities are still happening. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the same echelon for me. I know 2020 has been wild as fuck, but for me personally, it's been fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a good year. You've had a happy ass year in that chair. I have. (laughs) Right here in this chair. No, I've I've had a good year. There's been some major, major things in in my personal life that's been well. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not the case for everybody, obviously. Obviously, Yeah, yeah. So I'm thankful for that at least. So I'll, I'll... I'll definitely recognize that my situation isn't the same for everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, it's been great in almost every aspect. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at first I kind of thought the whole COVID stuff was going to fuck with uh, work and how busy we are. We do a ton of hospitals. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, a couple of jobs kind of fell off because I do, you know, I guess maybe for people who don't know me, Personally, I do uh, 3D design for a construction company with the union. So, Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm with the labor union, so it's all construction, and I do all the 3D design, the coordination, and we end up developing blueprints at the end of it. Mm -hmm. After we've completely modeled the building in 3D and made sure that it's constructible and we don't clash. Yeah. But I had three jobs, three hospitals I was doing for Kaiser. And all of them got dropped when COVID started happening. Oof. And so I got a little bit freaked out at first, but then um, we were so busy with other jobs. And then I found out that the reason they got dropped is because they're getting redesigned for COVID. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> to kind of incorporate how to fight that. And, you know, because I do the air conditioning side. Mm-hmm. Basically how to, you know, isolate it, better exhaust for the exam rooms and the treatment areas. So it's kind of a... It's beneficial. It seems like COVID's bringing more business. So, like I said, for me personally, it's been good. <laughs> yeah, same with us, honestly. I mean, with the family nursery, since we're a wholesaler, we do supply to a lot of, uh, a lot throughout the region of SoCal. Um, everybody's home. Everybody just wants to do gardening, do redo their landscape and everything. So, it's been a very hectic year for us where we just have so much orders that we can't even keep up with production. Yeah. All right, well, that's the good the good parts, right? Yeah. So we'll be thankful for that. I hope everybody else has a good uh, holiday and at least get some good food going. Definitely, definitely. Whether you have some family or you guys just are doing some isolation stuff like we are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, Manny, let's kick off some headlines. All righty. So in our previous episode, we talked about the release of the Civic. Oh, yes, yes. That was actually... uh, The day before we recorded. Or the day after we recorded. Yes, yes, yes. And somehow it always freaking ends up that (laughs) way, man. (laughs) It was what, with the the 400Z, right? Yep. There's there's been a couple of them for sure where it's just like, I know they're releasing the next day, but we got to record, we got to edit and put Mm -hmm. the episode out. So I'm like, ah, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, it did get released on the Twitch. Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, when did it happen? Like oh. at what time of the day? 
Um, like midday-ish. No, I would have never been able to anyway. Ah. Well, um, I caught the recap afterward. Okay. <laughs> and, um, well, I showed you the video, right? Yeah. Of showing the Civic. What did, what did you think about it? Just like how he said, simple and clean, but it looked really nice. Yes, it did look pretty good. It's definitely a different direction. It really is. And I can honestly say I like that grill better than the BMW. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would take almost any grill over that BMW grill. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw a video of a super blonde girl. Uh She was like all saying like, how she's going to become the first person to actually drive the M, the new M4 BMW. I was like, it still looks like shit. And I mean, who watches her? I don't know. I still don't understand why she's so big. I It's got to be old boomers that's just looking at a blonde. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> I did not think about that. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just well, really don't think that they're them digging their heels into this design is just not a good move. Nah. It's really, really not. But anyways, back to the Civic. Yes. So it looks a lot bigger. I mean, I know that they even kind of said it's supposed to be designed to look bigger and wider and longer mm-hmm. without actually being so dramatically different in size. Yeah. But I just can't shake that it looks kind of like an Accord, honestly. It did. It did. It, it does give me some Accord vibes for sure. But the Accords also look really nice. They do. They do. It's just that the Civic's always been known as the smaller, more compact one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of, to me, what was always up appealing about it. And that the fact that they mentioned that there is going to be some possible hatches in the future for that year. Yes, that is actually good. a good note of it is that they're still keeping a hatchback version, mm-hmm. which is great, which I'm really hoping to see. I think it would probably look really good because i like the front the front looked pretty good now what about the rear uh, the rear was eh for me <laughs> it looked like a box in the back there like when we had the side profile it just like it looked all like nice and everything but once we got to this it just like took like a hard 90 just dropped down i mean it looks sporty i like that they did dual exhaust for it obviously you know who knows whether it's going to be available on all trims or just certain trims but you know, at least they didn't go with like the HDMI port or <laughs> or like, you know, in all honesty, even the Type R, the Type R that I have is is extremely over-designed. Yeah. The only reason I got it was, you know, for the performance side of it. Mm-hmm. The to me it is overstyled, extremely overstyled. So the fact that they kind of went a little bit more simplistic on this one, I think it's going to be really good for them. Yeah. And I like honestly, I don't know about those tail lights though. <laughs> Well, let's see how it grows on us. Yeah. Uh, once we kind of see the trim models, you know what I mean? Because the you know the prototype is never really set in stone on what trim and what packages they're showing on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could have a mix, mix and match going where we might see a few things, but then a couple other things change for a different package. You know? So I, I think uh, I think it's got some potential for sure, though. Okay. Unfortunately, they didn't discuss anything as far as like horsepower engines engine options or things like that and even they only gave us a little paper rendering of the interior yeah but we at least got to see the exterior designing and maybe we'll get some more updates later for it even though we only got the interior design just like a just a photo of it 
I actually liked it. Like it wasn't so overly fancy or so over the top. It just looked more simplistic, and I actually liked it honestly. Okay. I don't know about you. I know you had some gripes about it. Yeah, I didn't like that long honeycomb strip. Did we ever see what was what was that? Was that the actual air vents or? It was meant to hide the air vents. Oh. Okay. So there's an air vent somewhere behind there, probably. I doubt the whole thing is a whole linear mm-hmm. linear um, diffuser. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to me, it just really looked like something you'd see in an old fifties car. Okay. It just didn't match for me. And then you know the the uh, infotainment system removed from the actual console to sitting on top of the dash, kind of like the current gen Accords. Mm-hmm. And it just those two elements to me just doesn't fit right. Yeah. It does have a volume knob <laughs> for everybody who was griping about those on the last gen. <laughs> for the Type R's, correct? Or for... I think even the regular Civics didn't have volume knobs for those early years. Okay. So they all had to deal with either the touchscreen or that little thumb slider at the steering wheel. Oh, uh, okay. And obviously, everybody hated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It, yeah. <laughs> What else we got? We also had the BRZ, right? Yes, then we finally got some, basically some footage, some footage, some horsepower numbers, interior. We got to finally see the the twenty twenty two. Yes. How do you feel about that one? I didn't want to say it when we were looking at it, but since you just said it right out when we looked at it, it just looks like a four hundred Z. That that back, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Mainly the back part, honestly. You know what kind of bothered me? And I know, you know, to each their own and everything. But just because it has that remnants of a Z car in the back, I felt like it needed a hatch. <laughs> the fact that it has that kind of like eggish slope and hump mm-hmm. in the back, but then opens to a trunk, just seems so inefficient for all that bubble you know what i mean yeah. they have that bubble in design but they're using a trunk and it just seems so inefficient they could make it a hatch you know yeah. but i guess to each their own the front looked really good they did a lot more uh venting and everything for it mm-hmm. fully functional vents and everything mm-hmm. none more not not any more of those like stick on ones <laughs> hey hey i feel attacked what do you mean by that the civic has fake vents does it yeah i did not know that I mean, it has a lot of functional vents over by the lip. There are slits open where um, it ducks air for the brakes and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But then it has, for aesthetics, just these big honeycomb things that are fake vents. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it has a lot of functionality, but there are fake vents on it, too. So it's, yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) But uh, it also got a horsepower bump. Yes. 2.4 liter. 2.4 liter, yes. And it's going up to, uh, what was it, 230, 228, something like that? If I recall, yes. So, I mean, it's not the turbo 250 I think we were all hoping for. Uh, yeah. I, I was hoping for. <laughs> A lot of people were, actually. Yeah. So, they made some, uh, supposedly the engine sits slightly lower than the previous gen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did actually respond. I don't know if I told you I'd write a little, a little, uh, a little thing on there. They did actually respond to why they didn't turbo it. And why is that? 
and that was because they could not fit it physically without oh. like messing up the balance of the car, which is obviously BS. <laughs> and the way they tried to get around it is because they were saying that they couldn't fit it with you know the top mount and everything on mm. there, which you know is typically how they build the um, the boxer turbos, right? Mm-hmm. On all the WRXs and everything, it's all sitting up top. Yeah. But you mean to tell me they can't figure out how to do a centrifugal in the front? <laughs> it's not hard. I mean, they could just be not trying to take competition from, away from the Super, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure there's some legalities to that, but I mean, it just it's disappointing. <laughs> we, we had some <laughs> high hopes to be for that BRZ to come out and just start killing Supras. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which would be great. That'd be really great. But um, no, I mean it, it's still gonna be a great car, and I'm sure they're. I'm sure with that little bit lower um, center of gravity, a little bit of horsepower bump, I'm sure it's gonna be a great competitive car. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know their price range is pretty good for entry level. Yeah. So hopefully they keep doing up some good stuff and and just keep it alive because man, we are dwindling out of manual cars coming out. I think I, I think I read a statistic that about fourteen percent of Americans know how to drive manual. Yikes! Yeah, you know it's it's funny because when you're in the community and everybody fucking drives it, <laughs> yeah, you don't really think about it like that. But when you hear something like that kind of statistic going on, it's kind of like, whoa, okay, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> it really is because it, it it's just like you said. Like we drive manuals, we go to a lot of we hang out with people that just drive manuals and stuff, so we don't really notice it, honestly. Yeah, and then, you know, when you hear something about 14%, it's like, that can't be right. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody I know has a third pedal, but, yeah. I mean, that is kind of the consensus when you really look at what's actually selling and what, you know, the majority of cars out there, really. Mm -hmm. And and for, like, the trucking industry, I'm seeing more and more automatic semi-trucks. So... Really? I figured for that you would have to do manual. But I guess technology catches up. I mean, there's people that prefer the manual option when it comes to like big rigs and everything because you can control your gears on the elevations and everything. But a lot of the people, since like I deal with a lot of truckers every now and then, the majority of them say it's just better for just for long distances because you don't have to worry about constantly shifting just like at 3,000 miles. Yeah, eh, that's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yikes, so dying breed. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. I mean, I know there's going to be a few platforms that hopefully kind of stay to that tradition. Mm-hmm. But so far, Nissan's keeping up with it. Yes, yes, thankfully. Thankfully. I mean, we're really in the Japanese side, we're going to have the Type R, the Z, and the GT86. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, I guess the STI too. Mm hmm. Right, the STI WRX. Yeah, and I can't really think of any other ones that are still manual in the Japanese side. I can't think of any either, honestly. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we actually finally got to see the BRZ, so that's great. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, we get some good updates from that. Definitely. All right, Manny, what do we got next? Uh, since we were talking about the Supra. There's been some big issues going on with it, right? Yes, yes, yes. They are under a recall again. <laughs> Wait, again? Again. The first time was because they had a, well, ironically enough, they had crappy welding for their seatbelts. 
Really? Yeah, where they're actually mounting the seat belts and the seams on the chassis. Oh. They had really bad welding on it, and some of them were at risk of breaking off. Ooh. That's so, not fun. yet again, it is down to welding manufacturing with badly welded gas tanks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, there's a recall on them for risk of catching fire. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. This is why you don't partner with BMW. <laughs> hey at least we didn't get the buck tooth on the supra oh geez that's true (laughs) that is so true (laughs) so yeah they are under recall for shoddy gas tanks Mm. there was a date to them but i'm not gonna bother going through that if you got a super you're gonna get something in the mail (laughs) yep i just thought it was freaking hilarious that these things keep happening and it's not even like i was expecting mechanical side you know what i mean rod bearings oil pumps you know usually something oil related with bmw (laughs) but no it's actually coming down to their actual fabrication on these chassis yeah that's that's nuts (laughs) yeah somebody clean the tip on the spot welder and get it done (laughs) so it's kind of nuts that's that's not good I can imagine just like driving that Supra and next you know you just hear a big clunk and you're just like gas tank meters like whoop. Shoot, that'd be the least of your worries. It's more like it sprinkles onto the exhaust and you just see smoke. <laughs> okay, I didn't think about that either. Yes, that's what you know, the gas tank where it's located and how tight those things are. Mm-hmm. Get a little leak, dribbles on the exhaust, start lighting up some plastic. That's it. <laughs> Just imagine that happening at the track. I mean, never know. It could happen. Definitely could happen. With any case, uh, good thing they're catching it at least. I mean, that's kind of the good thing is that they're doing these preemptively. Yeah. Because they know if they let one burn down, we are not going to shut up about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was one Super that burned down. Was there? Uh, It was a... I think it was a professional driver in Japan. He actually two JZ swapped it though. And okay. Blew, and blew it yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, then blew it up. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. But yeah, no, if if they would have let one burn down from this, then yeah, we're gonna remember that shit. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially for all this hype going on, you know? Mm-hmm. But all right, Manny. Roll us to the next one. Uh so yet again, K pop strikes again. Again. Yes, again, again. Now, this time, I didn't catch it, so I'm kind of surprised that you brought this up again. Yeah, so, well, you know, I'd like to follow politics pretty close, especially when it's kind of weird and funny. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, um, Donald Trump had their Million MAGA March, which, uh, by the way, was like not a million by like a couple hundreds of thousands. <laughs> and where did this happen? Um uh, believe this happened in DC. If thought, I'm not, I, I yeah, thought, this was in DC. Uh, I thought it was gonna be in Alabama. No, 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 no. This was indeed DC. And um, you know, K pop just wanted to take over their event again. <laughs> so <laughs> they went through and they uh swamped and took over the hashtag for the million maga march okay and flooded it with pictures of pancakes (laughs) (laughs) 
I have no idea why pancakes specifically, but it's just all pancakes. So I looked up the hashtag, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey, man. K-pop fans are... There's something else. They they're, they really made a statement. Yeah. I think there was a million of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm a K-pop fan, but I haven't been ca- uh, keeping up with stuff for K-pop. So this this is really surprising, honestly. Yeah, so right here on the on the screen, Manny... I have some pictures of some of the pancakes they were posting. They got fancy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, like, uh, very colorful pancakes. I don't think I've ever seen a rainbow stack pancakes. The hell? I think they did it because of, like, the gay pride stuff. Mm. But this one looks like it has glitter. (laughs) I do see it, honestly. (laughs) They got fancy, and they swamped it. Completely, completely swamped it. Damn, now I want pancakes. Right? It does make you a little bit hungry. It does. It really does, but... And thirsty. Yes, yes. Gotta, gotta. But yeah, I don't know how they managed to keep up with this and organize so quickly, but... I don't even think they just organize. I think it just happens just like that. You think so? Because... Well, yeah, there was never really any organization before, but I mean... Like, we don't catch this until afterward we hear it in the news or when it's happening. Unless, conspiracy theory. Oh, no. Don't you start. Unless. Let's hear it. Someone decided to start doing this and just put the blame on K-pop. So, somebody is nefariously taking over a hashtag with pictures of pancakes. Yes. And blaming Korean pop music. Yes. That's cool. I'm going to let you weave that and find the spider web of how you got there. <laughs> and then when you come back all wired hair saying aliens, then we'll talk. Hey. That's when I know you figured it out. <laughs> it was probably Florida man or Florida congressman. I mean, it could be. It could be. <laughs> all right, Manny, what else we got? All righty. So... If we all know the anime called Demon Slayer. And so we've had this quite a quite an interesting topic. Uh there's a man, I think he's in the Philippines. I'd have to look up the look up the article again, but apparently oh Taiwan actually. So he's Taiwanese and he's a really big fan of Demon Slayer. And honestly, Demon Slayer is a really good anime series. Yeah. Or just a just a series in whole in general. Uh, I mean, we just had the movie just finally beat Frozen in the U.S. or not, not, not the U.S. Japan, and became the top number three top uh, top film in Japan, beating Frozen. Disney is mad. Uh, I hope not because that means they're gonna start buying out studios. Oh my gosh! No, you had to say that. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh man, you guys heard it heard it here first. It's the hostile <laughs> Disney takeover. <laughs> I, uh, hey, I, I could probably see it happening. You never know. Yeah, you're right. Jeez. Okay, so yeah, so there's a there's a man in Taiwan that decide that his favorite girl or his favorite just character is Nezuko from Demon Slayer. Uh, for most people that don't know Demon Slayer or Nezuko, she is a girl that was turned into a demon, but she's still 
keeps her sanity and her humanity and plays a really big part in the anime too and everything but overall so he had about $3,500 worth of figures Uh. he has a girlfriend and the girlfriend is trying to make him secede from the taco lifestyle it, from the article I read, it got to a point where he agreed not to go watch the movie when it showed up in Taiwan. Okay. But this wasn't enough. So when he left for a business trip, when he came back, all his figures were gone. I mean, did she want him to secede from otaku lifestyle or just like, you know, be a little bit normal? I think that just be normal. <laughs> Because, <laughs> come on, like, that's a little bit excessive. A lot of bit excessive. Yeah, so it was about $3,500 worth of Demon Slayer figures. The majority were Nezuko. And I think they actually mm-hmm. talked about there was actual pictures of the trash, uh, like the dumpsters, the tr- the, the dump trucks actually picking up the, the figures. Yeah. <laughs> Like she recorded it for good luck or what? I'm not too sure. It just said that in the article. So I'm not too sure how that played out, honestly. Huh. Okay. But so after he found out that it was her that took him away because she wanted to make more room in their house and everything, they just ba- he basically broke up with her and is now seeking legal action if she doesn't compensate him back for all that money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's hard to be mad at her. I know. It's really hard to be mad at her. There's a problem going on right there. If you're spending $3,500 <laughs> on that shit. I mean, I could maybe understand if it's like $3,500 over a very long length of time of but collection. Demon Slayer, but Demon Slayer hasn't been out that long. Exactly. It hasn't been out that long. So mm-hmm. this guy just went probably into some weird obsessive mode and just started blowing all his money on it. It sounds like me with Super Sonico. I mean, do you have $3,500 worth of figures? I think I'm getting there. And how many years have it been? Quite a quite a, quite a a good amount of years. Okay, so it's not as bad as like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you found out about Sonico a year ago and you spent three grand already. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, that's a little bit much, man. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to knock her on this one. But if I think... I don't know. I think she could have just respected it still and just kept going with it. I mean, I think if he wants to live that lifestyle, I think Japan makes that automatic oh, hand-warming hand-holder that we talked about in the last episode. <laughs> don't bring that up, please. Hey, it might be easier for him. He can give it a scroll <laughs> like Nezuko and just like, there it is. It's not like she talks anyways. Uh, I can't argue with that, actually. (laughs) Solutions, Manny. We talk solutions here. Upgrades. (laughs) If that's what you want to call it. And since we're on the topic of Demon Slayer, an interesting uh, situation has occurred. Hong Kong Police Department actually came out with their mascot for their anti-fraud department. And they called it the Little Grape. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you told me about this and showed me the picture before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You did not mention it was their anti-fraud department. Mm-hmm. That almost makes it even funnier. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So they, you know, defrauded. Hey, we still haven't got to that point. 
Okay. So they called it the little grape, and they basically gave it a green and black checkered coat, a scar on his forehead, spiky hair, and wielding a black sword. Obviously, this sounds just like Demon Slayer and Tanjiro, which resembles it wholeheartedly, especially when I showed you the picture. Yep, they just took uh, somebody with some half-assed Microsoft Paint skills and just colored in it his face purple. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And it when they first announced it and everything, it blew up everywhere on Facebook because I think that's where they first announced it and everything. And it just got so much criticism where the Hong Kong department, the Hong Kong police department is just trying to come up with excuses saying that, no, it's an original design. It's uh, basically OC original content. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's no fucking way that I saw it. And as soon as I saw it, it was a freaking ripoff, man. Yeah. And the fact that it's for their anti-fraud department. You can see that's a fucking ripoff for sure, yes. man. <laughs> I can't believe they're going to get... Well, are they going to get away with it? I mean, who knows? I mean, they might just like pull back from it and try to get rid of it before they get in, down into a deeper hole, honestly. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that it's the fraud department doing it, it just makes it that much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. And, I mean, we're just trying to see... I'm, I'm kind of interested in how this is going to play out more later on if... Maybe the studios or the manga creator, the actual creator, uh, steps in like to take back his work and stuff and yeah. accuses him of copyright infringement. I mean, if not, we can make Unacceptico and <laughs> <laughs> plagiarize Nezuko for us. Uh, Again, yeah. Manny, solutions. Solutions, upgrades. But yeah, that, I thought that was a really fun update, especially with tying in with uh, the Nezuko figure situation that happened with that guy that's fucking funny all right manny what do we got next bro all righty and uh so why are you giving me shit for wanting me to lick your car <laughs> no so this was just something weird i kind of came across while i was doing research for the show yeah and so apparently you know where you live in the country or in the world you kind of have different things to deal with as cars right Obviously, here in California, we don't got to worry about a whole lot because we don't have to deal with rust. The only time we have to deal with snow is if we willingly go. <laughs> True. True. Versus some places they have to deal with rust. Mm. Now, our neighbors to the north up in Canada, they have to fight off mooses. Yes. Because mooses actually like the salts they use for the snow. Mm -hmm. And because mooses are feral and all over the place out there. They have to put up traffic signs all over Canada that says, do not let moose lick your car. <laughs> so I just thought this was the funniest shit ever. What? Don't let the moose lick your car. Explain. So they salt a lot of the roads. Yes. To help with the snow and everything. Oh. And the moose like that. The taste they like to lick. And I'm it. guessing with the tires kicking up the exactly. snow and salt on the cars. Yep. Have you ever seen a moose in person? No. They're you know maybe at Disneyland. They're like 1,500 pounds of fuck you. They're gonna lick your fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the issue that it's causing? 
Like, it, what's the problem with a moose looking your car? Oh, I don't know. I didn't read into it that much. I just thought it was funny. God <laughs> yeah, damn it. I just thought it's funny. It's like, you're, they're going to post that sign, but like, how are you going to stop a moose from licking your car? You could get its natural predator. Mm, what's that? The orca. The orca? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The number one natural, uh, natural predator is actually the killer whale, the orca. So uh, mooses can actually swim up to 20 feet deep for aquatic vegetation. So their natural predator is the orcas. Your car's not going to be there, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if that moose comes up to your car and wants to fuck it, it's going to fuck your car. You're not going to stop that thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I won't. So yeah, be be happy that we're in beautiful little California where we don't have to deal with moose licking our cars. True, true. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to add that one in there. Alrighty, and now it is time for our anime review, actually. Yes, and what did we review this week? The anime we reviewed is Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star, alright. Got a little bit of Boo Nerd signed up for us, or no? I'm checking my usual, my anime list. So this anime came out, let's see, it just auto-refreshed on me like damn Facebook always does. Which I really hate, honestly, because I find some really good content on Facebook, but next thing it just auto-refreshes on you. Yeah. So this was actually a winter anime in 1998. Uh, first aired in January 9th and had a run to June 26th. Total of 24 episodes. 24. Why did I think it was a little bit more than that? I think we actually saw 26 episodes. Yeah, I got to 26. Unless there was like some sort of extra bonus episode. Who knows? Probably. Uh, so again, it was also created by a studio called Sunrise. Sunrise is kind of well known for their animes. They did a lot of the Gintama series and movies, Code Geass as well. And surprisingly, they actually did Cowboy Bebop. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> Cause it definitely gave off some Cowboy Bebop vibes, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I- I'd say if you're a fan of Cowboy Bebop, you'll probably enjoy this one. Yeah. So they also did like the Love Life series, and I did not know this. They actually did Inuyasha. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So and of course they, the majority of them also did uh, the Gundam series as well. Oh well, that's major. <laughs> yeah, that's also major, especially just in general for uh, Code Geass because Code Geass is a really big mecha political anime and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a lot of animes they've done and everything that. Uh, that we know of uh, Daily Life of High School Boys. Uh, one anime that I have a pure hatred for, a Cell World, which I won't bring up I, anymore. I think you've brought it up several times just to say you hate it. I know, I will. I, I'll, I'll, I will <laughs> I'll continue to do it anyway. So, All right. Well, you hear that, listeners. If you guys request it enough, we'll make Manny watch it and do a review. I won't, re- I won't watch it. You'll watch it, Manny. No. <laughs> I've already wasted so much of my time in my life watching it. All right. Well, what did you think about uh, the storyline? It was, I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch almost all of it, but it was, it was very interesting, especially for its time. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. I guess the the storyline isn't so overly complex that you can kind of jump into any episode you want and just enjoy the show. I think the, the reason why it wasn't so overly complex is because they actually had more episodes to fill everything in 
Maybe. Compared to a 12-episode uh, 12 anime. Yeah. I mean, they did have a couple bullshit episodes here and there, but... Like how they try to get the number nine? It was the nine, the 13, and the four. And it, they just basically used it as a hot spring... Hot Springs uh, fan service episode. Uh, the beach episode. Pretty much. And I mean, like, so it's a kind of a key thing to the story that he got those. But it was just stupid how he got it. Yeah, it just kind of pissed me off how they got it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of irritating. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good how how you could just kind of jump into the story. And there is a general plot line and goal to the end of it. But you could jump into any episode and still be good. Yeah, and I definitely enjoyed Sunrise's uh, animation, especially from the early days, like the Cowboy Bebop especially, and then we have the Gundam animes and everything. So honestly, I was really impressed with the animation. I enjoyed it. I know you had some gripes about the sh- the overshadowing and everything. Yeah, but that's just kind of the just natural nature of older animation like that. True, true. But no, it was it was good. It it was good. I think uh, characters, for the most part, even with that older animation, they were able to kind of create unique looking characters mm-hmm. all across the board. You know, you didn't like the kid, did you? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> From episode one, I was kind of hoping he'd just drop off, like he was just an opening. Nope. <laughs> Turns out he was one of the main part of the main crew. So I was like, ah. Damn. <laughs> the anime did give off some like vibes towards like Dragon Ball Z where they had to find like some sort of specific thing where it can grant you this ultimate wish and everything. So yeah. it kind of reminded me of like Dragon Ball Z where like they try to acquire the seven Dragon Balls to grant that one wish and everything in the universe. Yeah, well, in a sense they kind of almost had it for a very long time because the key ended up being the the android girl yes but yeah i can kind of see the you know the goal was like this ultimate thing that'll grant you whatever you know mm-hmm. but um no they they did a pretty good job it kind of had a good you know reference of a little bit of you know action it had you know the space travel aspect of it some mecha battle kind of things to it you know some of the violence was actually well done and Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, no, for its time, definitely yeah. pretty good. Yeah, for its time, it was definitely really good on I mean, par. there's been some other animes in that time where they were just more violent, but they were more over-excessive, I would say. And this one just kept, like, a balance on the animation towards the violence. Yeah. How do so, you feel about the, uh, the music? Music, it's... Honestly, I... I can't really give a review on the music, honestly. No? No. Left no impression? <laughs> it didn't, honestly. Okay. I mean, that's a review in itself, right? hmm If it doesn't leave an impression, it doesn't leave an impression. I mean, the anime was just good and everything. I just had some few gripes with how the characters were designed. Like, yeah, the main guy had, like, the red suit and everything, but he had these blue gloves. It was like, the blue gloves, the blue gloves were just pissing me off, honestly. It just <laughs> felt like it didn't belong. Of all things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But for the most part, like I said, the the anime was overall good. I enjoyed it. But the music just didn't have an impression. Ah. All right. Well, I mean, more or less the same with me. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything too great or wondrous for mm-hmm. me, you know? But I think, uh, like I said, overall, 
I really enjoyed it. I think it does a, a pretty good job at kind of keeping the storyline going and, mm. and keeping you interested, you know? Yeah. Without getting too convoluted, which yeah. is great because, you know, if you're going to have a convoluted storyline, it had better be damn good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I liked it. So mm-hmm. I, I think uh, if I were for my rating, I think I'm going to go like a seven and a half. I'd give it a solid seven. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I'll give, I'll give it a solid seven. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm glad uh, somebody recommended this because, and actually funny enough, when I had it, I used Hulu for the for mm-hmm. mine. And when I had it playing, as soon as it was done, it started playing Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. It did. <laughs> it did. I'm not sure if that's because cause I do every so often go back and watch Cowboy Bebop because it's one of my like all-time favorites. I need to rewatch it again, honestly. I, I love it, dude. It's one of my just all-time favorites, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm not sure if it went back there because I was watching it earlier or it just is, you know, similar animes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. So I think, you know, if you're out there and you've seen Cowboy Bebop and you enjoy that kind of stuff and you can kind of get past older animation because I know some people kind of see it and they're just like, no, I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, or like we said, uh, it gave off the vibes for Cowboy Bebop. Not like how in Cowboy Bebop where Spike was like the bounty hunter, but this time... In this anime, he was the outlaw. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not a bounty hunter. This time he is He is an outlaw. And uh, he actually had a bounty hunter join in with him. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, what is it, the fire cat girl or something? Mm-hmm. Asia or Asia or something? Yeah, I, the names are weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it got me. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like intergalactic travel and everything. Although she was kind of like, I think probably one of the most distinct characters they kind of did for it. Why do you say that? Um, you know, I think she just kind of uh, wasn't really kind of cookie cutter mm-hmm. as far as like anime characters went. You know, they had like that samurai style character girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They had just the basic quiet android. Like, you know, they had very, some, you know, variations of cookie cutter. And she mm-hmm. kind of had a little bit more uniqueness to her whole character. Okay. So I, I think coming away from there, that's probably the character I would remember from the anime, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think if anybody is looking for one, I'd, I'd say that was a solid recommendation for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I enjoyed it, honestly. So, uh, good recommendation. Yeah, and that is uh, Outlaw Stars, and it was we found it on Hulu and on Funimation. Yes. It was not on Crunchyroll. It was not on Crunchyroll, yes. So, right. yeah, that was good. I think that's the end of our list for right now, right? Is it? I don't know. You tell me. Oh no, we still we still got two more actually. Two more. Oh shit. Two okay. More. All right, Manny, what's on deck? So next will be if I'm gonna pronounce it right, Brynhildr in the darkness. Brynhildr in the darkness. All right. That's if I'm pronouncing that first part right. Honestly. Close enough. So we'll be doing that in two weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. Two Which weeks. I've heard, or since we first announced our list a few episodes back, the full list of our what we're gonna do for recommendations. I actually had a number, quite a few people tell me that that was a good choice in one of the recommendations. Really? Okay. So high hopes to see how this is going to work, how it's going to be, honestly. Definitely. All right. Well, let's see how this next one goes. Definitely. All right, Manny. Well, what do we have uh, next on our board? Already just some personal updates and everything. Cool. Let's hear some. Uh, For me, so it's been crossing my mind, especially ever since I actually talked to someone about this. 
But I am possibly going to plan to buy a complete brand new wire harness, a painless one, for the El Camino. Okay, cool. I know those are usually expensive, but when I was looking at my local hot rod shop, which is called a J&M Speed Center, located here in Riverside near the behind the dealerships. If anybody's interested, if they have hot rods or classics, uh, that's the place to go. Get some good prices and good selection on everything. Uh, but yeah, so I found some really good prices on them. Um, just need to go in person to get some more feedback on which ones I need specifically because they had some for the El Camino, but it was from like year 69 to 79. Mine's a 78 or a 68. So like, damn, I'm like off by one year. Like this could have been perfect for me. So yeah. And I mean, if you kind of find out what components i guess it entails or doesn't entail then maybe you can still use it true true and so i had two other options it was a 12 circuit complete harness or an 18 circuit complete harness so it doesn't give details of what the difference is besides the circuits and stuff but uh i plan to go in person and get some more feedback on what is the difference and which one's going to be more appropriate for me if i'm interested in getting it okay nice and then I finally did finally talk to somebody who's going to be able to help me install the Holly Sniper EFI kit on the El Camino. So I plan to possibly, if I go through with it, doing the whole re revamp the whole wiring, then um, possibly soon, all that soon. Yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely needed, especially with a car that age, because I'm assuming that the harness doesn't look very new. It does not. And again, lots of hands been through it, especially one big old hand. One big old hand. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the, it looks like the previous owner just drank a 36-pack and just did the wiring. Sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, when you get older cars, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a 60s car. It can be 70s, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s now, mm-hmm. you know? Once hands have been in there splicing and cutting and rigging stuff, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's definitely a pain in the ass to try to yeah. fix things afterward. So the fact that you can actually get it rewired is a huge benefit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm just basically trying to look at the long term for reliability on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That That's going to be major. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, I think that's something that's all often overlooked mm-hmm. when you're kind of working on old cars is yeah. wiring. And that's so important. Mm-hmm. I mean... uh. Luckily, I got my car back rewired. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Because that was kind of one thing for me, you know, that I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Can't stand electrical. <laughs> and surprisingly, I mean, like usually like these painless wire hard complete wire harness are pretty pricey. I mean, it, it, it kind of depends. Um, painless is known for being like a very good swap harness. Mm-hmm. So they're known for kind of like you can wire up um your motor from your El Camino with your motor and you can throw it into any car and use a painless kit. Mm. And that's kind of why they're used for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um sometimes, you know, to get like an OEM fit kit, those kind of get pretty pricey. Okay. So, but you know, because it's you're already past smog, so you don't got to worry about anything like that. Um sometimes the painless kit depending on which ones you get, some of them will rewire to your dash like normal. Mm-hmm. Other times they might have to do a whole separate independent check engine light and a, you know their own separate independent stuff because you're taking you're taking this wiring harness to use as a standalone system in yeah. a sense. So it just 
it depends. If it's a full OEM, sometimes those are more pricey. Painless kits, because they're meant to be kind of standalone systems, they can be a little bit more flexible on the price. Yeah. So, I mean, surprisingly, I thought they were going to be more expensive when I was looking at the at the shop, but they were actually pretty priced well. So. Yeah. It's the labor that's going to get you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's a pain in the ass. I mean, at least with your car, it's not like it has a ton of electrical stuff, so... No, it really doesn't. It should be a little bit easier, mm-hmm. for the most part. But yeah, that's pretty much just the only update I have at the moment. Very cool. Well, not much has changed for me, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm still kind of uh, getting a few things ready to start throwing the fox in the air. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, probably going to just finish... Uh, I guess not restoring, but just kind of going through some maintenance with the Crown Vic. Okay. Because I've been dailing it. It's been doing all right. Been doing really good. Took I still it. say you need to do a refresh on the power steering. Probably. I, I probably got to just suck out all the all the old hydraulic fluid and mm-hmm. replace it. But no, it's it's been doing fine. I'm going to keep, keep kind of refreshing it and make sure it doesn't die on me. <laughs> <laughs> Took it out to... Um, Prado, I think it's called Prado Dog Park. Oh, in that's oh. in uh, Chino. Yeah, okay. That's oh, in... so that's where you went, Prado Park. Yes. Oh, okay, I know exactly where you went then. Yeah, you know where the shooting range is, right there. Yeah, right across the street. The, the park is famous with Mexicans going for picnics and shit. Not the regional park. This is recreational park. Is it in the same area though? Same-ish area. Yeah, uh, same-ish area. So they have like the shooting range, and then across the street from there, they have the recreational dog park. Mm. And then I believe uh, east of there is the regional park, where they have like the regular picnic kind of style stuff. This one was interesting. So, I mean, luckily it was the Crown Vic, so all the roads are rough and dirt, and (laughs) I was just like, well, send it. (laughs) But uh, no, it's like for, um, I guess, sport hunting dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. So there was like a lot of ponds and lakes and they were doing duck hunting there and like the dogs were going and doing pointings and grabbing the dead ducks and everything. Yeah. I just pretty much went to another section where like a big flat plan, flat plains field, you know, to let the dog kind of really stretch out and just take off, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of nice. It was different. I'll definitely go back and I'm kind of glad I had the, the Crown Vic to go through that fucked up road. <laughs> I mean, you could have taken the wagon again. I could have. I could have. But the whole reason I got the Crown Vic with that canine cage is for this purpose. Yeah. Just fuck it up. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just kind of enjoying the cars right now. I guess while I gather parts, getting ready for, for the big teardown. Yeah. And the Type R is... Uh... On jack stands? No, she's kind of she's garage queening it, man. On jack stands. No. <laughs> no, she's kind of garage cleaning it. It's kind of nice, actually. <laughs> I never thought I would hear you say that. I know. I never thought I'd say it either. But no, <laughs> it's, it's kind of nice because now I feel like I can... Because I was going to buy, you know, extra set of wheels for street use and, mm-hmm. you know, besides my track use ones. It's kind of nice to just leave her there. Leave her with fresh oil, leave her with fresh tires, fresh sticky tires, you know, fresh brake pads, and then just go, okay, just chill there till the next track day. (laughs) It's kind of nice. 
Meanwhile, I'm kind of cruising around the fox body a little bit more. Yeah. Because um, I, I have this fear that once I drop all the whole front K-member and everything in the front to replace everything for the new suspension, I'm going to run into a snag and it's going to hold me back. <laughs> so I'm like, let me enjoy it now before I drop this whole thing and then end up running into something. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely kind of nice to garage queen the Type R a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I still try to take it out to work, you know, once a week. Yeah. Keep the keep the fluids going and I do enjoy driving the car just like I said it's just kind of nice to leave it track prepped and ready to go. Definitely, definitely. So we'll see um Definitely, with the uh, new year coming, is is going to be some big moves mm-hmm. for me. At least I'm gonna I'm gonna do a big tear down on that Fox body again. I know uh, I've owned it for well, obviously before I sold it and bought it back, but <laughs> before that I've owned it in every single like that car is just. I mean, it almost makes your little joke a little bit true because I've owned it for so long, and I'd say. A good forty percent of the time I've owned that car over the years was on jack stands. Was on jack stands. <laughs> it was on jack stands for a long time when I first did the full five lug swap and the transmission swap mm-hmm. and the you know I did the whole rear end and everything. Yeah. And then it, the last time I pulled the motor out and resealed the whole bottom end, and now I was trying to source out you know a new oil pan and timing chain and all that other stuff. Yeah, man, it seems like I always tear that car apart. <laughs> but I mean, it's good because I know that I've replaced the gas tank on it, the rear end, the front, the brakes, axles, differential, transmission. I've pulled the motor and refreshed the bottom end. You know, radiator and everything else have been done. Like the car has been pretty much 100% gone through almost every single piece on that car. Yeah. So it's. Only just doing a little bit more. <laughs> Pretty much. So little by little, I'm going to end up tearing it apart again and restarting the cycle. <laughs> nice, nice. For sure. So I'll, I'm going to shoot for March with you. Okay. So hopefully uh, you'll be taking your car out to NASA for your first event, and I'll be taking the Fox for its first NASA event. Definitely. Fingers crossed. That's the goal for right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for me, Manny. I think with that, we'll call this a Turkey Day episode. Definitely. definitely. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, so you can definitely find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unaccepted Pod. And we are now on Twitch as well, Unaccepted Pod as well. Great. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, leave a review anywhere you're listening or watching this podcast. And if you want to send a question, email us. Or um, if anybody still remembers Unaccepted Revs, maybe we'll bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Which you can send us an email at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. No sign off, Fanny? Yeah, I'm tired. Oh, man. You disappoint me. All right. See you guys <laughs> later. <laughs>